Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special edition of BuzzFeed's The Library, our RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. And we are talking with P-E-P-P-E-R. Bitch, you know the rest. It is Peppermint. Hi, Peppermint. Oh, hey. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. Thank you. I'm actually delicious. Yeah. <laughs> you are so many things at all times, and I love every single one of them, Peppermint. <laughs> uh, congratulations on such a phenomenal season. It was so exhilarating to watch that finale. I mean, but you know what's so interesting is, as fans of the show know, you know, the queens only discover who actually wins when it airs because Rue loves to keep a secret and tapes multiple endings. So what was it like actually watching the finale and learning the results live with the rest of the world? It was nerve wracking and so relieving and <laughs> exhilarating and everything all at once. Pretty much every feeling I could possibly experience at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's also an element, you know, you and Sasha in so many ways rep the same city. You rep a lot of the, you know, the community. I mean, there had to be a feeling of like one way or another, New York has taken this home. You know, that's so interesting. Um, yes, there definitely was. Um, but I really wanted to win, you know. Yes, I, I really wanted to win. There was a certain moment um, in the beginning. Uh, I really didn't believe that I was going to even get Packed even into the finals, I was not very confident. But in order to get through the finals and kind of do everything that was required in order to, you know, um, deliver on the finale and all of that, I had to really get myself into like the winner's frame of mind. Mm-hmm. So uh, from that moment on, I really wanted to take home the crown. And initially, it was about let's take home the crown for New York. But as the season progressed um, and, you know, I realized so many people connected with my story. Yes. um, It became more about our community in general as queer people, as LGBTQ Mm -hmm. people, and less about New York. And I think maybe the same thing happened for Sasha. So it really is kind of the cherry on top that the second for the second year in a row, uh, the crown is coming back to New York. But if I was ineligible to be the winner of Drag Race, then I would have wanted all along, or if, even if I had been disqualified earlier, let's say, I definitely would have uh, wanted Sasha to take home the crown. So I'm very happy that she did. Absolutely. You know, one of the things, Peppermint, I think you're talking about is sort of a lot of the conversations you got to have about, you know, trans women's contributions to the drag community. And you really spoke about it so beautifully on the finale and all throughout the season. I mean, what has it meant to you to be able to have this platform to really engage in this kind of conversation right now? It's priceless. I don't know if it's just kind of how I was raised or, you know, kind of the style of drag that I was in, into or or what, but for whatever reason, I've got an, an, an absolute staunch activist inside of me that will, is undying. So I'm, I've always been involved in community um, outreach and community service and charities and AIDS and HIV prevention and education. And even more recently, obviously, trans rights. And so these have always been things that have that have touched me and been almost equally as important as entertaining. 
my style of drag has always included some form of activism or Mm -hmm. social commentary or something. And I've always done it even on a small level, but I realized it's, it was difficult to do, you know, nightclub by nightclub in New York city, you know, during the week for like 50 to a hundred people every time, but I was doing it now being able to connect with such a large audience um, all at the same time with a, with a, with the same message is so much more powerful. Absolutely. And it's obviously a conversation you not only want to continue in your daily sort of performatory life, but you're also working on a documentary, Project Peppermint. Talk a little bit about what you want that documentary to show the world about your journey. Well, it kind of was the same, took the same path as my um, (laughs) existence on Drag Race uh, initially on a very, very personal level. In realizing my identity as a trans woman years ago, Looking back, I, I noticed that kind of um, an effect or byproduct of coming out or, or not coming out, I should say, was that I started, I began to erase um, a lot of images of myself, you know, before my medical transition, before, mm-hmm. you know, as I would appear as what people would say, a boy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's none of, no photos or videos. And I realized that I was kind of erasing some of the great memories that I, that I was, you know, should be keeping and preserving. So at first I was thinking, well, let me just take some pictures of myself and do some video blogs because this year is going to be an exciting year. It's going to be a crazy year. Uh, I had, you know, a couple big moments in my personal life that I was, you know, um, preparing for. And then it kind of grew from there. I asked a friend to um, to videotape me, follow me to a few shows, accompany me on some of the bigger things that I had going on in my life personally. And this was all before Drag Race. Mm-hmm. And then I got Drag Race. And everything kind of changed and exploded. Yeah. And we realized we needed to make this into a much bigger project. We're ready to, to, to bring this project uh, to, audi- to a wider audience and people to see it which is why we're in the fundraising stage and we've got an indiegogo campaign and we are doing very well and we're nearly to our goal so hopefully people will find it in their hearts to to donate so that we can uh, bring this bring this uh, project to audiences the way that you know it deserves to be shown Absolutely. I want to I want to turn to the finale now. Um, There were so many incredible moments that you have brought us all season long but the scream that emanated from my body during the stronger wig and dress reveal scared my coworkers. I'm not gonna lie. I, they were in a complete different room and they were like, something just happened in that conference room. And they came in and they checked on us because we could not control our emotions. And it was very similar to the crowd in the theater. I mean, when I, watch and rewatch that performance as I have many times. I think my favorite thing is watching the crowd respond to this choice you made. I mean, what was it like? Were you aware of that in the moment or were you just so into the performance that you didn't realize how much you had set the crowd on fire? No, I was quite aware. I mean, <laughs> look, it's no secret. Like I don't necessarily deliver the mo- the high, the, the strongest impact uh, when it comes to fashion on drag race and even comedy on drag race or some of the other strengths that a lot of the other queens have. 
The one thing that I can rely on is my performance ability. And that's always what I've relied on. And it's kind of just my instinct as a performer. Um, I don't do a lot of planning. I don't do a lot of, I don't always have the, the opportunity to rehearse as much as I, maybe I even should, mm-hmm. but I've, and maybe I'm taking for granted, but I've always been able to rely on whatever natural God given talents that I have. Um, and a lot of that is dependent upon the reaction from the crowd and mm-hmm. my connection to the audience. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're filming a TV show like that, there's light, there's camera, there, you're, you're taping things. Sometimes you have to stop because, you know, a microphone isn't working. So then you have to re- redo things. And it, it doesn't feel the same way that it feels if you're in a nightclub or at a normal, even concert. Right. And taping the finale was quite foreign to me, even though I was performing until I was able to get the reaction from the crowd and even hearing uh, the reaction that Trinity had. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even sure that I was going to do that reveal, to be honest with you, until Trinity ripped off her skirt. And I was hearing the reaction from the crowd to Trinity and they were loving it and they were eating her up. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I have to do something. I've got to do this. And so luckily I prepared it. And what a lot of people don't know is I had some tricks like that up my sleeve pretty much every time I was on the runway on Drag Race. Oh, wow. Not not saying that it was just a gimmick, but sometimes people only respond to gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So when you're, go- when you're going up with, against someone who gets an immediate response every time they do a death drop and that's all they do, mm-hmm. then you kind of have to have something visual that's going to have an impact. Um, so I tried to prepare something like that every single time. And I was out of tricks when I, when, <laughs> when I had to go up against Sasha, unfortunately. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. I mean, did, you know, you guys are, have spent so much time together, but during the finale taping, were you getting ready in, in close quarters? Like, did, the, did you guys know what one another, these tricks or what have you, you had up your sleeve? Or were you only discovering on the stage what everyone else had in store for the performance? I mean, we were all getting dressed in the same area. Um, I think people were focused on their own, you know, pre- preparation, whatever they needed to do. So I wasn't really clocking Trini- uh, Trinity or Sasha or Shay, you know, very much. But I, I was aware that, that Sasha was going to had some rose petals and was going to throw them or use them. But I didn't know, you know, exactly what she was going to do. And I, and, she, and I saw her put on the mask and she told me that it, it came off because I, I asked her, are you going to keep that on? <laughs> um, and she said, no, I'm going to take it off. So that's pretty much the extent of what I knew. I didn't know when or how or even yeah. what the audience reaction was going to be. The reason the reason Peppermint I ask is because I'm curious, you know, if you didn't know what they were planning, they didn't know what you were planning. What did Trinity say to you after the Stronger performance when you had that reveal? After the Stronger performance, uh, Trinity told me to get some rose petals and a mask, and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> No, she told me, uh, she told me to win it. She said, take this home. She's like, take her out. She's like, I know you can do this. And, you know, we know how it turned out, but she was just encouraging me. And and we were talking together about how much respect we had for each other and how thankful we were uh, to, to share this moment together. Had you been in Trinity's position and the wheel had landed on your name, who would you have picked to lip sync against? I would have chosen Trinity. You would? Yeah. 
for the, Trinity for the all along has been my competition, and mm-hmm. she, she's someone that I that I I saw as a barrier to to getting the crown or okay. getting further, even yeah. in the in the finale. Well, I'm curious. I mean. Whether it was overt or not, I, you know, and I think what you're saying makes total sense. Did you and Trinity have a set or I can you can only speak for yourself. Did you have a sense that the producers maybe were interested in a Shay and Sasha showdown in the finale? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, of course, I, the producers aside, I mean, you know, I, we didn't even go there because you can never know like, exactly what the producers are going to want. But right. I knew that the public that that was in the that was kind of like the storyline that the public was really carrying was like some kind of like romance, almost osmosis between Shay <laughs> uh, and Sasha. And they are close and they have a great relationship, but they're not like conjoined twins, you know? And I right. think people were kind of turning them into this one person. Mm-hmm. And I knew that Trinity was my competition and she had expressed the same thing about me at several points in the competition yeah. or during the show. Um, but for the purposes of the finale, it was apparent that the only way that either one of us had a chance at the crown was to take one of the other out mm-hmm. of the rotation early on. Yeah. Because if I had chosen Shay or Sasha, then neither one of us would have gotten through. And then the, the, the winners would have been Sasha or Shay mm-hmm. in the yeah. final two. So we needed to kind of take each other out early to pit them against each other. That makes a lot of sense. You know, but what's so interesting, Peppermint, is I feel like, you know, the show, being on the show Drag Race, it's such a different beast than I think a lot of people think it is coming in. There's the time constraints. There's the amount you have to do on a daily basis. I mean, what kind of things did you learn you needed to do in terms of self-care to actually make it through this competition and into the final two? You know, a lot of that's in retrospect because it's so whirlwind and it's kind of, you know, to be honest with you, I was so focused on not getting eliminated uh-huh. um, and, you know, and and not injuring myself was a big thing because there were a lot of injuries on set this year, more than people know. And um, so, I, but I wanted, I was so focused on just not getting eliminated that I didn't even realize until maybe not even the last episode because... Um, the last episode when we were final four, up until that moment, I didn't, it didn't even occur to me that I have a, sh- a very good shot at the crown. So I was kind of in this trance the entire time, just yeah. trying to make it from moment to moment. So I wasn't really able to see the big picture. Now, in retrospect, I think, you know, having a really good diet and trying to steal sleep at any point that I could. Mm-hmm could save me and would have saved me and will save anyone who goes through this process. But, but you don't really get um, the luxury of a good diet and certainly not the luxury of sleep when you're filming Drag Race. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm curious, Peppermint, you know, you talk about the injuries that happened this season. We saw Eureka's, we heard about Charlie's. Um, but I think that speaks to the intensity of the show. And, you know, the show is so intense because it is now so popular. And you are a legendary queen. So I'm curious what it's been like for you to watch Drag Race become so popular and in some ways for this art form to go mainstream over the last nine seasons. I think it's been fantastic. Um, It's so funny because when Drag Drag Race first started, I really thought, you know, and they had, uh, some of the producers early on for season one 
had, um, you know, expressed interest and kind of asked me if I'd like to participate or if I'd like to be involved somehow. And I was not into it at all because I was like, what kind of Jerry Springer stuff is this going to be? <laughs> it's so interesting that RuPaul is responsible yet again for the mainstreaming of drag, not necessarily single-handedly. I think the public uh, and the world is ready and was hungry for something like this. Um, both the first time around when Rue uh, became a household name and she remained a household name and, um, and all the way through uh, season nine of Drag Race and her winning the Emmy. Mm-hmm. It's just a much more popular show than it ever has been. And I'm really thankful for that because I think, in essence, true equality is equality both ways across the board. And it's, you know, the mainstreaming of drag really just means that people are getting used to and making us queer people a part of their everyday lives in some way. And that's what's necessary um, in order for us to be seen as equals, to be treated as equals. We have to be a part of their lives, not just drag queens, queer people. We have to be in their workspaces. We have to obviously even share the same restrooms and share the same laws as um, marriage marriage laws and, and everything. So this is a part of that story, I think. Absolutely. Well, Peppermint, could not be more thrilled that you have been part of this story, that you were part of this season, that we got to watch the lip sync assassin in action. It was... <laughs> It was a joy. And thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Of course. And with that, the library is closed. All right, baby. Bye. Thank you.